the Sports on Point Weekly Rewind, a week in review with Matt Smith and Bob Williams. Let's back it up. Welcome to the Weekly Rewind. Let's get started with This Week in Sports. This is a section where we cover the top shared stories on the internet from every day of the past week, and our host will give a short comment on each day, starting off with Wednesday. New England Patriots Tom Brady to have foot surgery for lingering stress fracture. Matt? Yeah, they say he's going to be back in time for the summer camps, but uh, a lot of this, I think, is is being used to explain the loss at home to the rival Jets, but if all estimations are correct, he injured his foot against the Browns eight weeks ago, and they were undefeated up until last week, so I don't think we can blame any of that loss on the injury. Um, no, it, it's funny to, to, that uh, we hear about Tom Brady having a uh, stress fracture in, in his foot um, and how he played through it, yet uh, you hear a lot of critics out there talking about Jay Cutler who couldn't play through a torn MCL. So uh, who's, the, who, who's the stronger man? Who knows? Uh, it, it's very interesting. Definitely long enough time for him to recover for next season. Also on Wednesday, Minnesota Twins starting pitcher Carl Pavano agrees to a two-year deal. Bob? Uh, this is a good deal for uh, Minnesota just because uh, Pavano came back and did a decent job uh, in the trade with Cleveland. Uh, and I know that Pavano, I think, also had the choice to go possibly to the Yankees but stuck it with the, the small market place where he was more comfortable. Yeah, I think the, the Twins have done a really good job of putting together like a family atmosphere where players are comfortable, they're winning, it's a, it's a good environment, spirits are up, and, and guys like Pavano are, uh, you know, feel enticed to kind of stick around and take a little less money than they could probably get elsewhere. But uh, I'm glad that uh, Pavano is staying with a small market and, and instead of taking the big paycheck elsewhere. On Thursday, NFL playoffs, Pittsburgh Steelers' Ike Taylor will try to lay out friend San Antonio Holmes. Matt. It's kind of weird to hear trash talking in a football game that involves the Jets that isn't coming from the Jets. Uh, Ike Taylor and San Antonio Holmes, of course, are good friends from Holmes' time playing with the Steelers. But um, obviously, when it comes to game time, you got to put all those friendships aside. Ironically enough, though, Ike Taylor did have a huge impact on the outcome of the game. But a lot of it had to do with a play where he came off of coverage on Holmes and forced a fumble that ended up, uh, ended up producing the game-winning score at the end of the first half. Yeah, just because it's not a jet making all the noise with a trash talk doesn't mean that the Steelers can't. Uh, namely, James Harrison is usually on the end of that. But it's definitely good to see players kind of putting their, their money where their mouth is in this instance uh, with Taylor, you know, getting the key strip in the game. Uh, it's good for fo- football. Also on Thursday, ex-Michigan Wolverines quarterback Tate Forcier, Toots Forcier, leaving school. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have Mr. Tater Tot up north, who was clearly definitely not going to be uh, it really in the picture for a quarterback. I, I think the biggest thing that is being talked about now is the fact that uh, athletic director Brandon up there in um, Michigan decided to tell everyone that he was not no longer with the school or that he was leaving school in the pretty much the press conference before Brady Hoke got introduced in, in the uh, basketball game. So the timing for that might be the, not the, the best issue there. Yeah, a little bit uh, a little bit questionable on the timing, that's for sure. But uh, if you're Tate Forcey, I, I have to imagine that being a highly t- touted quarterback uh, coming into college and, and being able to show that you have some skills and having some success early in your career, 
I think it's hard to watch your stock fall at a program like Michigan, watching a guy like Denard Robinson take over your starting spot and and put himself in a position where there's no way he's relinquishing it. But, uh, may, you know, maybe a change of scenery is all Tate Forcier needs to get himself in a better situation. But I think more than likely what he needs is a change of attitude. On Friday, Dave Onstent near deal for job with Buffalo Bills, sources say. Matt. Yes, the Juan Stash. He is finally back in the NFL, and this time in the defensive coordinator position where he belongs after some less than successful stints, uh, of course, as the head coach in Chicago, Miami, and then at the University of Pitt. But uh, the part about it that's kind of ironic is the fact that he's going to be playing under head coach Chan Gailey, who he once hired to be an offensive coordinator when he was the head coach of the Dolphins. Yeah, another funny thing about this is, is that uh... – Dave wants that actually sort of also is uh, sort of interested or at least got interviewed or the, the Browns, the Browns were looking at him as, as a uh, defensive coordinator. So it, it's, it's funny how he's kind of fallen off here in the fact that our own Browns and Buffalo were his two choices to, to, to actually be a defensive coordinator. Also on Friday, LeBron James says he prepared to post up with Chris Bosch sidelined. Uh, I'll, I'll actually uh, believe this when I see it. Uh, we saw LeBron James for seven years up in Cleveland. He's playing a forward position. Uh, Cleveland really wasn't too big when he was here, and he never really posted up. I would say that's probably his weakest part of his game. So I, I, I don't buy it until he's, I see it in multiple games and that he's working on it. I Call me a skeptic. Yeah, he definitely throughout the course of his career made his living by playing with his face to the basket. But uh, to be perfectly honest with you, if he does in fact do a lot of post-up with Bosch injured and he is playing a lot with his back to the basket, if he develops some skills in that uh, in that situation, uh, he becomes, well, already one of the toughest guys to guard in the league, but he, it, it becomes even tougher, especially when he's matching up against undersized guys typically. On Saturday, Auburn Tigers celebration draws nearly 80,000 fans. Matt. Yeah, I think Auburn has a right to be celebrating in masses. They they missed out on their chance at a national championship back in 2004, even though they went through the entire SEC season undefeated. But uh, the, the fan base is getting their celebration in while they can, because with all the talent that's leaving after this season, I don't see them being back next year. And with all the investigation and ongoing saga that is Cam Newton, I wouldn't Cam Newton, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up losing out on this championship in the long haul as well. Yeah, definitely. I think you got it right. You know, strike while the iron is hot. Uh, why not? We just won, you know, the mythical national championship, and we might not have it for too long. We, we you know, we, we always speculate on that. We'll, we'll see if it actually sticks. But, you know, more power to them for getting able to get out and celebrate. Also on Saturday, Los Angeles Lakers Kobe Bryant maintains that Denver Nuggets fans are idiots for booing Carmelo Anthony. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. Of all things you need to do is anger off the entire state of Colorado again. Uh, we know we had issues in there uh, when he was a little bit younger. I don't think this might be the brightest thing to uh, start commenting ab about something that he really has no say in. Uh, maybe it is a little crazy, but I think he should probably just be quiet. Yeah, I don't think that uh, I don't think that anybody with a sound mind would deny the Denver fans right to boo a guy like Carmelo who has been making his exit very public and well known 
Um, but yeah, I think you're onto something. I think Kobe's probably just a little bit bitter that somebody in Denver had the audacity to accuse him of sexual misconduct. And now that, uh, now that that is kind of sailed, do you think you should leave these, uh, leave these fine folk alone? On Sunday, Carson Palmer won Cincinnati Bengals to trade him, or he may retire, sources say. I think that Carson Palmer is probably grossly overplaying his hand. I've I've watched a lot of Bengals over the last couple of seasons, and I'm not convinced that that team couldn't ship Palmer elsewhere or let him retire and pick up a guy like, say, Vince Young and be every bit as good as they were with Palmer. It's not like we're talking about the elite quarterback that he was back in, what, 2007. Um, This isn't the same guy that he was after he was injured uh, in that Steelers playoff game a couple years ago. Yeah, definitely agree there. Uh, Post-op, Carson Palmer really has nothing to say about this. If, if, <laughs> if the Bengals really want to get rid of him, they can definitely find a replacement. He's been less than stellar here recently, and they have a running back who they can rely on, even if they do get like a Vince Young or even a younger guy in the draft that can, can definitely put up the numbers he has been. Also on Sunday, Dick LeBeau's contract with Pittsburgh Steelers expires after season. Bob? Uh, this is this is actually kind of a big deal because when you think of Pittsburgh, you do think of Dick LeBeau uh, as, as much as you think of Tomlin and, and Cower and even the Roonies. Dick LeBeau has been there throughout their success, um, you know, through the 90s and in, into the 2000s in his defense. So I, I've heard uh, recently or I read recently where he plans on staying which is good for the organization as much as it pains me to say that he's probably one of the biggest reasons why they are where they are oh yeah for sure if you look at all the teams that pittsburgh's been able to put in the super bowl over the last well 15 years um dating back to that even that super bowl appearance back in 95 against the against the cowboys it's it's been one common staple staple between the two and that or between all those teams and that's been dick lebeau so if he's not on that team i think it becomes a massively high pressure situation in finding a replacement for him if he does decide to leave. Because if Dick LeBeau leaves Pittsburgh and they don't find the right guy to take a spot, I think that this uh, little mini dynasty that we've been seeing over the past couple of years in Pittsburgh might be on its way out. On Monday, Chicago Bears' Jay Cutler suffered MCL sprain versus Packers. Matt. Yeah, there's been a whole heck of a lot of criticism floating around about Jay Cutler for leaving this game and not coming back, basically. I think I think if you're Jay Cutler and you leave this game with a torn or a sprained MCL, uh, you've got to be a little bit annoyed with the folks like Phillip Rivers who play through those types of injuries. But at the same time, as a fan, when you look at what Phillip Rivers did and you look at things that Brett Favre has done in the past and you praise and laud them for what they do, don't you have to assume that if we're praising the guys who play through those injuries, the guys who don't are just average? Isn't this a little bit over-criticism? Uh, maybe it is, but when you think about it also, what else is there to talk about in Twitterland? I know this blew up on, on Monday. Uh, it, it, it's just on our actual feed on Sports on Point that – Every other, if not everyone, was about Cutler this, Cutler that. You know, this man does get paid millions of dollars to, to sort of play through this pain, and, and they are looking at the ultimate goal. They were, you know, a few points away from going to the Super Bowl. So I, I, I think he probably could have, you know, at least tried to trot back out there, and then no one would have blamed him if he came off again if it was too bad. 
I think the big mistake Cutler made in this scenario was not spending any time with the training staff when he was on the sidelines. If he'd have been over there working out with the guys, nobody would be talking because it would have been more obvious the situation that he was in. Also on Monday, Cincinnati Bengals owner Mike Brown not planning to trade Carson Palmer. Oh, Mike Brown. Uh, <laughs> it, it seems like down in down in Cincinnati, it's uh, there's some sort of unrest at all times, uh, whether it be the actual players or whether it be in the front office. And I, I don't see them trading Carson Palmer because I don't think there's that much of a actual trade interest from a lot of teams I, I think someone you know he's, he's a Del- Jake DeLome type character right now he's sort of at the end of his career uh, could be a serviceable guy but not a guy that you're going to put up too much you know draft picks or, or good players in, in a trade right I think uh, I think his ability to be moved in this offseason is just kind of directly dependent on what offers are made Mike Brown says that he's not planning on trading Carson Palmer but then again if the right trade comes along I'm sure he will move him just like any other owner would but the problem is the right trade's not going to come along and it's because Carson Palmer as I said earlier is not been the same player since his injury a few years back and I don't think there's a whole lot of interest in a guy who's still young but well into his well in his way on the downside of his career on Tuesday Chad Ochocinco of Cincinnati Bengals says he's changing last name to Johnson yeah, a lot of a lot has been made about Chad Ochocinco this week, and uh, actually, there's been a whole lot of Bengal news in the uh, in the Twitter stream this week. But uh, I, I I think here's my theory. Here's my theory on this. Marvin Lewis was asked earlier in the week um, if he thought that Chad Ochocinco might play for the Patriots next year, and Marvin Lewis' response was that he thinks that Bill Belichick is smarter than that. Maybe Chad Ochocinco is just changing his name to try to fool Bill Belichick because he wants to go to New England. <laughs> yeah, I can't blame him for not you know for wanting to go to New England, but I I don't think he's the type of guy that they need. Uh, yeah, Randy Moss did really well out there, but Ochocinco definitely did not do well this year, and even previous last year he he kind of has lost the Ochocinco uh, ability within him almost. So it. If, if he ends up there, you know that that might be a good thing for him, but I, I, I think they'll shy away from him. And also rounding the week off on Tuesday, NFL labor dispute. Should owners show players the money? Robert? Uh, I, I definitely think there needs to be some sort of compromise. Uh, do the owners need to completely open up their pockets and, and open up their figures like this article is saying that they might have to? I, I don't think they should, but it, it's definitely coming to the point where they need to do something. They need to compromise. Give, give them a little bit more money. When you think about the NFL, these guys don't nearly get paid as much as the uh, and, and like definitely baseball. I think they're right around the NBA, but this is the biggest sports entertainment business and these guys go out there with the you know the promise of one game could be your career so i I think definitely they need to show some of the veterans more money uh i I think they might need to put a lock on uh some of the uh rookie rookie scales yeah it's really hard when you've got something like this out in the public air in the public arena like this is because you're talking about rich guys complaining about not getting paid enough from even richer guys and the even richer guys complaining that they can't afford to pay more it's it's something that the american public has has a really hard time getting behind and and picking a solid side on but 
what what we've seen here and what we're going to continue to see is that we've got an NFL union who's going to spin the facts to make themselves look like the like the 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 paupers in the situation. And the owners are going to do the same. They're claiming that despite 43% growth since 2006, the cost is still, uh, you know, grass, uh, vastly increasing at even at an even greater rate. And it's just kind of hard for anybody to believe what either one of these sides are saying when the numbers are just so ridiculous. Well, that's been this week in sports. Let us know what you think. Send us an email to feedback at sportsonpoint.com. You can also call the show at 646-39-POINT, that's 646-397-6468, and join us later for our show of the week. Matt, what have we got in store? We're going to be talking NFC Championship and AFC Championship, the new Pro Bowl, um, what's going to happen with the NFL and NBA drafts if there is, in fact, a lockout, and our NBA midseason winners and losers.